Welcome in to the Amon Green Show on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 12-year NFL veteran. He's got some speed to go with strength. Huskers and Green Bay Packers Hall of Famer. Shovel pass to Green into Vikings territory. Finally brought down. And University of Nebraska eSports coach. your host, Amon Green. Ah, welcome into the Amon Green Show. I'm your host, Amon Green. Got my man Harrison in Lincoln on the ones and twos. How you doing, Harrison? Doing great down here in Lincoln. Uh, we had Heavenly Waffles here at the 1040 Studios this morning from 8 to 11. Uh, that's nice. always great. Shout out to Chef no. Bob for the work he does. Have you had a chance to try the Heavenly Waffles yet, Amon Green? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Okay, Harrison. okay, great. I, I'd feel bad delicious. if Amon didn't get a chance for those because those are <laughs> – he knows what he's preparing up there. But, yeah, it's doing great. We got no, some uh, bowl games on the TV right now. We got NBA nope. later. Uh, unfortunately, the Detroit Pistons did not quite get the win yesterday. <laughs> they get 41 from Cunningham on 51 over 50% true shooting percentage. I want to think it was like 51 on the dot. Uh, but yeah, just right. tough for them. Monty Williams, Thank Kate you. Cunningham, a chip. I don't know, you know, when it finally turns around, but it didn't quite happen last night for him either. It will. It will. It's going to come in time. It's just a matter of, you know, players being on the same page and then, mm-hmm. you know, understanding where they are and, and looking at it as a, a new frame of reference and not thinking, that they're a terrible team it just hey it is what it is not much we can change about it and so let's go out here and play the remaining you know 60 80 was it 60 games left and just give it our you know just play for pride for sake like i talked about yesterday and that's all you could do there's nothing you could change about the 28 losses and the two wins that you have now it's you got to just come out there and practice and this is where you find out you know how much you love the game that you play and that you're a pro at right now yeah, and speaking of, you know, pride, I'm curious what your thoughts on are for with these bowl games, especially in the era we live in now with the portal being available. It seems like when the semester ends, a lot of players are kind of waiting for that door to open. Um, you're seeing more and more players every year not quite playing in those bowl games. What are your thoughts on that? Because it's such a different product from when you were there. Yeah, yeah. It, it, when I first started to see it, a few years ago, you know, five, six years ago, I'll be like, uh, like for some of the situations for the kids coming out of college, I say that makes sense because, you know, you don't wish, you know, you don't want to bar injury going into a bowl game. You want to make sure your stock is high because now you're going into the real world. Um, but you know, when it's something more than that, then it's like, what are, what's going on? What's, what was this person thinking? You know, Mm -hmm. what was the player told? things you know what did they know before making their decision um to see the kids jumping in the transfer portal after they had i say for players that we had like chubba purdy had a pretty good season i mean it wasn't i was i obviously not an ideal season but it was a, a season of growth and to see him jump into the portal i'm like man i wonder what was he what did, what did he see from his point of view to make that decision because i'm like looking at it i think he's in a prime position having Dylan Rayoli coming in and having the quarterbacks that are there in the room with him, including himself, that they got a pretty good room mm-hmm. of QBs. Uh, and so for him to, you know, just in, in up and leave, it's just interesting to, you know, just to know, to have a conversation with him say, what was your thought process through that? Because now when you go through there, you got to reestablish yourself wherever you get picked up, wherever you get signed to, you know, Ohio, you know, say if he 
drops into Ohio State because McCord is gone. You, you got to reestablish yourself at a, now at a, at a whole nother school um, from just the basics from the team, the players, you know, the coaches, the administrators, administration of the team of the athletic department to then your actual classes and then getting the lay of the land, you know, knowing where the grocery store is at, knowing where everybody hangs out at after practice or, you know, what's the spot on campus where to go, you know, where to get my books from, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's just like all that has to start over from scratch. And now you're a junior or a senior. It's like, ah. And so you got to think about that. I mean, I hope they thought about I hope a lot of players think about that before they make a final decision, not just going off the fact that, you know, I'm not saying all, oh, not saying Chubba thought this is like, oh, man, I'm not playing, so I'm going to go somewhere where it's better. No, because um, sometimes the grass is not always greener on the other side. That is a true statement. Um, whoever created that cliche, I hope they made a lot of money on it because it's uh, it's been used and continue will be used in this setting when um, – when you look at things, you know, when you're thinking that you're, you're thinking in, your situation is not as good. But when you get to the other side, you're going to find, oh, you know what? I didn't have it bad over there. It wasn't that bad. You know, it's just so it's just a it's a live and learn thing for sure. A hundred percent live and learn thing. Yeah. And as Bryce points out on the text line again, 402-464-5685. Sarder Heyman text line a little bit different when you guys at your time were especially competing for national championships. So sitting out <laughs> would never really cross your guys' mind. But when you do yeah. watch a lot of these bowl games, it, it does feel like some teams are almost disappointed to be in the bowl game that they're in. And then you have teams like Minnesota who just scraped in with five wins, but they still managed to get the win over Bowling Green. Do you think right. next year with this 12-team playoff format, we can try to revitalize a little bit what these bowl games are? I mean, it's great in some stands because, you know, you got second, third string quarterbacks getting their first career start in a bowl game, which, you know, what a way to start off your college career. But at the same time, it's uh, it's a little bit weird at times, like watching Virginia Tech today. um, They played great, but nonetheless, it feels like it meant a lot more to them than it did to Lane. So when it comes next to you, how much do you think that fixes these bowl games and trying to get some of that I want to say excitement. More, yeah, excitement back into them. I think it's going to fix everything. It's going to definitely, obviously, the obvious thing, it's going to add more teams to the fray, right? Once you get to the playoff fray of next season, it's going to be interesting. The um, thing that I will see, that we will all see next season with the 12-team format, it's going to be some blowouts because we're going to have teams coming from, I believe, beyond the Power Five, obviously. Mm-hmm that are making in there like Liberty that made it, that would have been in there this year being undefeated and team. You're going to see teams like that go against if they, the lower seed, they're going to go against the top seed like Alabama or Michigan, or if USC could ever get it together, you know, they had a great quarterback. You thought, you know, this was their season. You know, he's a Heisman can a trophy winner last year. He was a Heisman candidate this year and Caleb Williams and they season just, they had a good season. They played tonight. you know, they were seven and five, but, you think with the caliber of talent, you know, you got Jerry Rice's son, you got wide receivers out the the back door that want to catch the ball, that can catch the ball, that will go catch the ball, and a run game, and a defense that is athletic as the best. I say probably the most athletic defense. That doesn't mean they're the best, but that means they're the most athletic defense I've seen between their defensive ends. I couldn't tell the difference between a defensive end and a wide receiver when I was watching USC play. And you see him sitting at seven to five. And uh, but Come next year, you're going to have these matchups. You might see some upsets too, and now that's going to keep the bigger teams, the power five teams that usually are in the playoff, 
or in a, a, a substantial bowl game to be like, hey, we can't take these teams lightly. Regardless of what conference they came from, the players, like we were just talking about Detroit yesterday and today, they got pride. And so that coaching staff could say, hey, yeah, we're outnumbered. We're playing against a Big Ten school or we're playing against a SEC, ACC school, Pac-12 school. But you know what? This is our one opportunity to make a make a make our put our flag in the sand and say, and not today. And so you don't want to come up against that type of problem <laughs> in, a, in a lower <laughs> seed game. And that's what you're going to see. And I think that's going to be the excitement of it because you see that in the NCAA basketball. You know, you have 64, a 64 team thing, you know, spread. And you have number one seeds that get upset every year in the first or second round. And so that is going to bring that type of level. And I think college football definitely needed it. I believe college football needed this because of the transition of trains going on in the college era from NIL, transfer portal. And you have now esports. You have so many different things that kids have options to do. So now where's the attention going? I mean, we have the women's volleyball team is catching the, the headlines now. And so sports is being kind of spread out among a different um, ways to to view for us to watch and different everybody's watching everything right you're watching football you're watching baseball you're watching yeah. basketball women's basketball is making a hell of a run last year with lsu right. and iowa like the amount of viewers exactly. they brought in it. i remember sitting there watching mm -hmm. and watching caitlin and lsu go at it and i'm and even her her taking her team through the big 10 and to the ncaa how she's you know popping off you know shooting dunk you know uh, uh finger finger gun fingers and all that <laughs> hitting threes and it's like man we got a lot of stuff to watch mm -hmm. you know beyond me being a nerd and watching all the marvel what if episodes on disney plus that are out there right now trying to catch up um the sports world is so many avenues where you could you could open an app click your television and be like all right i'm gonna watch i'm gonna watch the ladies basketball game today or i'm gonna watch the bowling team play today or the volleyball team do this so it's it's you know everybody's fighting for that headline or not the headline this that main stage which it should be it should be like that because there's talented athletes everywhere in every sport so that right there this 12 team playoff is it's it's there because of that because everybody's reading if, if you're one of those people that are on the committees of these of the fp of fbs you're seeing the stats come in the viewership coming in from ladies basketball to men's basketball to men, to the football to the softball to the volleyball to the tennis to the um swimming whatever you're looking at the viewership and where it's going and who's watching what if it's on a phone if it's on a tv and you're looking at these numbers you're like oh man we gotta we gotta make something we gotta mix this thing up we gotta make it interesting and make it more of a thing to come watch because if not because how long we we've been talking about this this thing has been going on since i was on the football field television figuring out a true number one and now we hopefully got the format we thought we had this format last about four years ago when it got created but it was only four teams and even then i said that's not enough teams. <laughs> i'm like what makes the, like, the what room for miss? error non-existent right. when you when you want right. to go with I'm just like, four you cannot afford to miss um and yeah. you have years like this where there's multiple right. teams that have a legitimate argument to where it's kind of hard to even if you're right with your selection, you know, the Georgia or obviously yeah. Florida State Florida this State. year, they totally have a legitimate argument, um, despite whatever, you know, putting Texas and Alabama in there makes sense. But those teams definitely had an argument why they could have been there as, in there as well. So yeah, I'm right sure. there with you. And again, I, you get those 12 teams in there. 
it, arguing about the 13, 14 team that didn't get in is a hell of a lot better than the number four team in the country. And I think in football too, yeah. it's going to help spread that talent around. Now, I think especially with the transfer portal, portal era, the NIL era, all these players, you know, if they're really thinking about going next level, it's like, okay, what are my schools here? Who can really develop me, put me on the main stage so I can go pro? They're thinking Michigan, right. uh, you know, obviously Texas, Alabama, Texas is more recent. But you're always going Georgia, Alabama, right. um, only Georgia your big names. Texas schools. is doing a really good job. Mm-hmm. So my hope is this will also kind of help spread that talent around because now to get into the playoffs, you don't necessarily need to be on those dominant teams year after year after year that we're oh. seeing. So you can, you know, take your chances on a Tulane. You know, it's like, you know what? They're good enough. They've been dominating in their conference. Let me give it a shot there, even though uh, they would unfortunately lose in their bowl game, 20 to 41. That's what I was kind of talking about earlier, too. You got 23 ranked Tulane, a Virginia Tech six and six team that mm-hmm. has been desperate to get back into bowling, uh, try to make some waves there. And it looks like they really wanted that game. And it also was a rough weather game. I don't know if you're able to catch that one, but yeah, I caught, absolute a, little bit of it. I got, I caught like a couple, I think the second half of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch the first half, I caught the second half of it. Yeah, so monsoon. It's like that definitely played a little bit yeah, into bad. the turnovers. That's just tough weather to come by as a whole. Um, but yeah, it's great, especially we saw it with bowling once they threw Nebraska bowling on the Big Ten network pulled in more numbers than they thought it would. And I think it's just going to keep getting better. My only beef is the streaming platforms. That's when it gets tough when I'm trying to find where the game's at and I got to go to FUBU, ESPN, Fox. Um, Those can always be tough. And we do have to I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, So I'll say real quick, I had the problem over the weekend with uh, the Buffalo game. So it's NBC coverage, but it was only on Peacock. And so with our package, we have Xfinity. It's like Aloe in uh in nebraska so xfinity even though i had nbc which i'm thinking okay i could get the game easy but it was exclusively only you had to download the peacock app to watch the buffalo game which i'll be like oh really they really trying to force you into that 8.99 a month come on people (laughs) i'm like what is going on so yeah i know what you're talking about there in terms of where to find the app and how to or where to find the app to watch the game yeah and it's it's always interesting but i do think it feels like we're in a a little bit of a golden age in sports, especially seeing how the woman, the WNBA still seems to be the toughest one trying to garner um, the more viewership for that one. And we've talked about that yeah. before, but man, volleyball, women's basketball, we talked about bowling. It just feels like everything's up. NFL, they single-handedly dominated the Christmas holiday. That was always kind of the NBA's time to really shine. And this yeah. year was the NFL. And you you go back 10 years ago, Mark Cuban saying that the NFL is going to run into problems. They're going to oversaturate their own market. Hasn't really been the case. Their Christmas numbers were absolutely insane. Uh, I think the only days the NFL won't play anymore are Tuesdays and Wednesdays, but they'll play uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday. Uh, And that's they pretty much dominate. When they're on, people watch. Do you think the NFL can ever get to a dangerous point where maybe they do oversaturate the games that are on TV? Uh, I think so i believe so and it was be coming down to the saturday games because now in bowl season you have like last last saturday we had two nfl games and then you had bowls going on too so it's like back back probably 10 years ago was the it was like more of bowl season college football on saturdays even at the evening, or I say the morning, it was the morning time too. Mm-hmm. But this game, like if the NFL game came on on a Saturday, being like a seven o'clock kickoff, okay. 
because the bowl games are played during the day, like a 12 o'clock and a three o'clock kickoff. But now you have NFL pretty much all day, just like on Christmas. You had all day with the NBA, too, like you mentioned. It was just so I think that part where that's where they might find their bump in the road because viewers want to see the the kids play, you know, the college kids play. And for some of the games where you say now are they playing? You mentioned this back with Virginia State. Who's playing for what? Like who really wants to win this game, this bowl game? And who's just like, I don't even want my my lunch to, my lunch that I had down <laughs> here for this bowl game. I don't want I don't want the watch. I don't want the swag bag. You know, who's really down here for what? So that's the that's the point where you like I say you may fall, may NFL may fall a little short of viewership on that on that day, um, mm-hmm. come bowl season. Yeah, and for the most part, I think, you know, even if it is a little bit of a fall, just the NFL, the product they are right now, doesn't really seem to matter. The controversies they may or may not get into, the viewership pretty much stays consistent with them all the way through. I think if it ever got to a point where it's oversaturated, they would have to be playing just about every single night, or maybe they're, you know, you got got all these other leagues going on at the same time, but just feels like NFL is king The NBA, I feel bad for them. You know, people always say the NBA season doesn't start until Christmas. Um, You can't even argue that it started on Christmas yet because the viewership just really hurt them with the NFL. The midseason tournament, I think, was a good try, especially this year, knowing that that was going down. Uh, But in terms of overall success, I think that midseason tournament, they still want to get a little bit more numbers on there. But the NBA is in a little bit of a flux, too, now to get their consistent viewership early in the season it helped this year with all the fights we've talked about plenty of those before draymond green with all his ejections um obviously dylan brooks right. on the monster his run career he's might having. be over right now it's <laughs> unfortunate it's like come on man get it together draymond please yeah we share the same name we don't have that much um animosity in our in our soul in as greens okay <laughs> even though i don't think we're related but who knows who knows yeah and uh when watch draymond green but the how long do you think it is before he gets back? Because it sounds like he's really just got to talk to the counselors and he's just got to get the A-OK that, you know what, you're good to get back on the court. Right. Um, I don't know about the time. I just know it's going to be a, it's going to be when he in his head and shows to people his, his attitude and knowing that he can't just do the things that he's been doing um, on the court during the game and in practice because i they re i i caught like after the incident that just recently happened for to him and get suspended they replayed what he did to um his teammate last year oh it's jordan pool alex yeah jordan yeah. pool and i i didn't i didn't really see it the first time i saw it like it was a blur uh camera angle it was a weird camera angle it was kind of blurred film yeah it was in the practice I really gym i think it was like an overhead angle uh it was just for right. practice tape so when this new incident happened and they replayed it, I saw a clear view and I was like, oh, my goodness. I was like, yeah, man, bro, what are you? like you he punched Mr. Poole like he stole something. Yeah, I would love to know like, the words right. that were exchanged really? between them because there was a little that, bit of chirping. Obviously, it's kind of hearsay on what was actually said. Jordan Poole and Draymond Green kind of both got their stories. Money seems to be the main conversation. Um, and I think Draymond Green pretty much denied a lot of the comments he was saying but it is an interesting scenario in the Warriors they really need him I, I always it's it's easy to bash on Draymond Green for all the ejections but he still in my opinion is a really good player especially defensively playmaking he's still all of that what he was the the shooting numbers aren't as great uh, but you've pretty much known that for a while is that his some of his shooting numbers were a little bit fluky early on but you still need to have him out there and the Warriors right now if they're going to make any sort of run 
they got to have him back and they got to figure out, you know, the Chris Paul situation, uh, how they're going to really get him involved into the rotation. Cause it's, it's looking pretty similar to last season already uh, outside of some teams that are maybe surprising like the Houston Rockets. But in reality, I don't think anyone's expecting too far deeper runs from them, but we do have to go ahead and throw it to our first break here on the Amon Green show. Uh, and don't go anywhere. We got plenty of ticket weeknights here ahead. We do have the DeMornay personnel on the Don't Punt Hour, and he's bringing in Kyron Williams, uh, one of his former teammates, have the interview there as well. And of course, the Don't Athlete Project follow that one. So don't go anywhere. Amon Green show, Harrison, Amon Green host as always. We'll talk to you guys on the other side.